joining us now for it with a detailed analysis of those market moves is Vega Capital's Louis Storm. Louis, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for the invite. All right, Louis, a sea of red in Europe, a sea of red in Johannesburg. What is going on? Well, just just to start off with, we've got a we had an ex, uh, well, especially good start to the year so mm -hmm. far compared to, to 2022. Um, so just for starters, that that helped. Uh, I mean, the S and P 500 is up eight percent year to date. Nasdaq 15 percent. Eurostox close to 13 percent, and the JSE around nine and a half percent. So uh, we really had a, a a jump in in stock prices for at the start of the year. So I mean, there's a lot of positivity priced into the stock market um, and with the, the job reports come, that came out on, on Friday um, that basically just highlighted again that we might not have seen the, the, the rate hike peak yet. Um, we might see the Fed increasing rates again. So I think um, markets are basically trying to balance um, how, much how much they should read into the, the Fed speech uh, last week. Um, which makes it quite difficult. All right, we'll come back to MTN because I want to speak about that. But now that we're speaking about the Fed, Jerome Powell will speak tomorrow. And I don't, I don't get it, Louis. Every time Jerome Powell speaks, it's as if he's speaking for the first time. Um, you know, markets are always jittery. Uh, they're always waiting to hear what he's going to say. Um, so what are they waiting for Jerome Powell to say this time that he didn't say last week? So basically, um, Jerome Powell and most uh, central banks have a re really difficult job at the moment. They're trying to balance um, keeping the economy alive uh, as well as trying to, to get inflation down. And that basically works inversely. So if, if they increase interest rates, that will basically help bring down inflation, but will also um, put a drag on, on economic growth. So the markets are trying to balance that uh, a soft landing, so where they increase interest rates by just enough to, to uh, decrease inflation, but to keep the economic growth going. So um, as you can imagine, that's, that's not going to be easy. Uh, luckily, uh, the U.S. economy is very strong. Um, Europe's, Europe, the European economy um, is getting a massive boost from China. Uh, the reopening of China, um, so that also um, is very encouraging. But the yeah the the, the sentiment still um, a bit negative, I think. And um, we will see we'll see we, we forecast another 25 basis point increase in the next um, next Fed meeting, but we will see um, <laughs> what what they what they um, decide. Another thing that we are seeing, um, uh, Louis, is this a stronger dollar? Um, you know, I think when I, when I was doing my reading, it said it's the strongest performance for the dollar since September of 2022. So let's also talk about that. Is that also based on the interest rate cycle um, that we're seeing right now without the dollar strengthening? Well, the, the general opinion was that the Fed was nearing the, the interest rate, uh, well, the, the, the peak of the interest rate cycle. Um, however, last week, the job reports um, was a lot better than expected and, I mean, just showed how strong the U.S. economy is. So that basically put some ammunition in Jerome Powell's bag. He can actually increase rates even more as, um, as the economy is still quite strong. And, I mean, inflation is coming down, but not where they want it to be yet. We are very, well, the, the numbers are quite encouraging. I mean, the, the main contributor to inflation so far 
was um, was the housing the, or the shelter inflation, which actually made up 3.4 percentage points of the 6.5 percent inflation um, increase. So, um, and that is a lagging indicator. The, the more recent data actually shows that that inflation is starting to come down um, a, a lot more than than we thought. So the data is quite encouraging, um, but I think the strong dollar obviously is due to the fact that the U.S. economy is looking very good so, um, compared to other economies which is, which is struggling. Staying in the U.S., let's talk about those big techs. Um, you know, Louis, we have seen uh, subpar numbers coming out of there. You know, some hits, no, very few hits, um, a lot of misses. Um, but also what we saw towards the end of last year were all these job cuts. So I'm wondering also if, you know, um, those job cuts have flown through the income statements at this quarter and if we will now see better results from these tech companies. Well, the thing is, um, one thing you have to take into account as well is uh, there was very weak numbers priced into the earnings already, so or into valuations already. So um, nobody was expecting the tech sector to be surprised with, with incredible earnings. So, um, well, at the start of at the end of, of, of January, roughly 40% of the S&P's market cap has reported earnings. And um, they largely met the subdued expectations um, with around 60% beating, beating expectations. Um, granted, it was of a very low, well, the expectations were very high, but I mean, they did still perform in line more or less with, with the expectations. All right, so let's just talk about, um, you know, the, the NASDAQ then as a result and just the performance um, now in the new year. Um, and also maybe we can glance ahead, um, Louis. Are we expecting to see now better numbers flowing through um, that boss? Um, well, I think we, we are still going to have a pretty tough 2023 or, or probably Quarter two and quarter three would probably very will be very tough, but I think from from uh, quarter four and 2024 we expect to see better earnings. And you should just remember, I mean, the markets are forward looking; they will start mm -hmm. pricing in the recovery before it actually happens. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's one thing just to to consider. I mean, the tech sector has come down a lot, so the valuations are very cheap relative to to themselves, to the five-year average or ten-year average. So. Um, I think yeah, it's something else just to, it, it's not leaking. I don't think earnings will, will do 10 or 15% growth in, in 2023. Okay. But um, taking into account the valuations, I think um, we, are, we are equally weighted with, with the tech sector currently. All right, now let's bring it back home, Louis. One thing I do want to pick your brain about is MTN um, and that Ghana tax bill, uh, you know, being withdrawn. How did investors take this information? Oh, well, it, it's, it's a, it will be a huge relief for, for most investors. Um, but I mean, yeah, MTN has had their problems previously, um, not just in, in Ghana. So I think um, it's, it's something, it will be a relief, but it's, it's something just to keep in mind whenever investing, um, I mean, in, in global companies. They've got different tax laws and um, stuff like this can happen. All right. Well, always a pleasure um, catching up with you, Louis. Hope to chat with you again soon. That was Louis Storm from Vega Capital.